for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, your real 24 hours of commercial free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Check out ShantiGreen.com for the link to Amazon's amazingly easy online shopping. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, we're doing it live here in The Green Room. I'm your host, Sean Green. Feel free to give us a call. 323-203-0815. I'm here in the studio with my main man, my left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for coming into the program. Absolutely. I'm also here with actor, comedian. You've seen him in the sketch group Cream, Tav, other various improv groups. Front page of uh, Funny or Die, and uh, currently funny. Give it up for Casey Faye. Casey, thanks for coming on the Thank program. You. Currently funny. I guess it's my third time being here, but the first time in the new studio... So what's your take on the new studio? Well, there's a, there literally is a green room to the green room, and uh, what a hodgepodge of talent this uh, <laughs> yes. this LA radio LA talk radio very diverse if, talent base. If you guys have a holiday party, I want to be there so bad. Yes. There's like porn stars, creepy guys who hang out with porn stars. Yeah, you uh, get a you get a little doctors, sprinkling of everything. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, new age medicine, yep. uh, psychics. Uh, there's the cougar dating uh, chick, which I had on my. Uh, show when it was a video program, Man. Uh, Lucia, yeah. who was a cougar, I guess, and I kept trying to, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> cougar bait, come yeah. on, let's make this happen, and she was just like, no, thanks for having me on, <laughs> and I kept, I kept, like, awkwardly trying to flirt with her, so, like, so, what, uh, what turns on cougars, guys in their mid-twenties who have their own talk show? <laughs> right. She's like, what, are you in your mid-twenties? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part, yeah, she wasn't even playing it for the camera, she, <laughs> she wasn't even playing along. <laughs> well, uh, we have Casey on to hang out, and uh, well, I mean, Casey thought he was coming here just to hang out, but Uh-oh. in reality, this is actually an intervention for uh, Casey's newfound addiction to Monster Energy Drink. Casey, <laughs> I'm kind of worried about you. Casey, also my roommate, and uh, there's a lot of buzz going around the house that you're currently addicted to guarine, the key ingredient in Monster Energy Drink, sugar-free Monster Energy Drink, and uh, you know, I, I just think it's time you accept it. Uh, right. our, our other buddy Ryan, he said he's caught you multiple times uh, checking, <laughs> checking this, shaking cans that have been left around the house, seeing if there's a couple more sips of Monster Energy drink. I became worried personally when I came home one night and uh, I was like, oh, Casey, you enjoying a Monster uh, Energy drink and vodka cocktail before uh, you go to bed? You're like, no, just the energy drink. <laughs> You're the only guy I know who, oh, man, uh, uh, what a nice cap! What a nightcap is just uh, sugar-free monster energy drink. Do you have anything to say about well, your? Well, I can I can refute all those. I think or refute all of those. So sure. Well, as far as checking the cans, I'm big on recycling. So. Oh okay. You know, I just oh, wanna, it's recycling. Okay. Right, yeah, that's the issue. Um, I, I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink coffee or anything like that. Um, the only time I usually drink caffeine is with alcohol. I got into a pretty big Red Bull vodka kick in college. After college, we called it drinking gas, uh, straight gas, like. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, I've recently gotten into Monster, and uh, I don't know. I just, as any good drinker knows, different alcohols give you different uh, attributes. 
and uh, vodka and Monster just makes me want to smile and have a good time all night long. So <laughs> I wish I wish I could say the same for me. I don't know something. They say whiskey makes you angry yeah, drunk, yeah. but uh, whiskey to me is just like, oh, this is uh, this is my lifeblood. But vodka, <laughs> I swear to God, vodka is the devil's the devil's drink for me. Vodka just makes me want to pick up the wiffle ball bat in her garage and start smashing random stuff and knock tables over and it's smash a- drinks at Vegas and just gamble and just. It's you know. best when when we're both making vodka because I'm just smiley and happy and, and you just want to fight me. <laughs> I just great... want to wipe that smirk off your face. <laughs> great One way or another. Exactly. I just see Casey like all smiley and happy and I'm like, why can't I be like that? Look for the Smug wiffle ball bat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, a football laying around and uh, whip it at you. <laughs> Man, uh, speaking of angry, I was uh, angry to say the least at the uh, recent NFL weekend. The Eagles lost to the um, Oakland Raiders, which they were 14-point favorites. So going into the game, I'm nervous just because there's almost no great outcome of the game because when you're that big favorites, like, even if they beat them, you're just like, oh, well, it's the Raiders. They should have beat them. They ended up losing the game. It was, you know, they look like total shit. (laughs) And uh, my dad, usually my dad and I have a conversation after the game but uh, my dad called me. I was I, just, I was in no state to answer the phone, but he, he left me a voicemail that I think uh, sums up uh, sums up the whole weekend. You have one skipped message. Main menu. Two. First skipped message. Yeah, what a miserable game. Yeah, I think we're in <laughs> This is, uh, if you listen to the NFL preview podcast, uh, my dad had... You know, it was all talking about, oh, this is, this is our year, man. I can feel it. This is our year. And now, uh, six games into the season, he's already worried. And with good reason. And I'll take the line. He's really kind of falling to pieces. And uh, I don't know. Can I get worried? But uh, anyway, it's so bad. You don't have to call me back. I'm just uh, very patient. And uh, hope the Phillies can win. Take a little sting out of the day. I love, uh, first off, I oh, love how my... tough. He yeah. sounds in a bad place right there. <laughs> well, luckily the Phillies did win. They're on the right. way to the World Series, so that's some solace to me and my dad and other uh, Philly fans. But I, I love, how, uh, first off, I love how he throws in the line, uh, you don't have to call me back. <laughs> that's only so, like, my mom would never throw that in. My mom's like, all right, uh, Sean, just uh, wanted to talk. Hope I, hope I hear from you. Yeah, okay, all right, take care. Love you. My dad's like, yeah, I don't... I don't even know. I, don't call me back. <laughs> and then he also throws in the time check. 7.30. <laughs> I like how you guys have to have like the post-game press conference with each yeah, other. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's part of his duty. He didn't want to call, but he just had to. <laughs> he had an obligation to the media. You know, this show in particular. He knew he couldn't just avoid it. Uh, you know, he had to, he had to face the music. My mother's just recently figured out TiVo, not even how to do it, but that like I do it, and so and so when she'll <laughs> she's call, she's an early adapter, right? Yeah. So when she'll call after a sporting event, she'll play it cool in case I'm taping and haven't seen it, but it's so not cool. You can tell just by the tone of her voice if they won or lost. She's like, oh, Did you see the Vikings game? I don't want to say anything, but you might be excited. You know? And I'm like, all right, yeah. I got it. I've um, seen it. Yeah, my mom's my mom's a fan. I think, like I said, my mom's a fan just in the fact that she's a fan of me and my brother and my dad being in good moods, <laughs> right. not necessarily of the team itself. Right. And she's just like, oh, please, I want it to be a good Sunday. <laughs> and then she'll, the worst, though, oh, it drives me crazy, is that, you know, she, she wants to have a conversation, wants to be involved, 
But when someone's not a, a fan or whatever, and they're asking questions, it just and uh, and your teams lose. When the, when your team's winning, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, that's a third down, and uh, that yellow line, it's not official, and uh, you know you third and twenty two, they don't pick up too many of those. That's pretty yeah, tough. Like, yeah, yeah. See what they did was uh, that was a cover two, the uh, nickel right. corner. Oh man, mom. Yeah, I'll right, explain all this. Up, let's talk. And then when they lose, my mom's just like, I don't get it. Why doesn't Andy Reid decide to run the ball more? It's like <laughs> I don't know, mom. I just don't know. <laughs> like I'm She's already so mad right at questions. <laughs> I were already so mad at Andy Reid, yeah. and then, you know, my poor mother, she has to hear from it. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of Andy Reid, I had a weird, th- I had a weird flashback, if you will. Uh, of course, you know, if you know, if you follow the NFL at all, you know Andy Reid and, uh, his sons, his sons were in huge, a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, they, they, especially one in particular, you know, they were addicted to heroin and some opiates. Got and like a traffic accident with a gun. Yeah, they, they had a traffic accident. They had some, um, I don't know of all the allegations, but, you know, and then they were sneaking pills into the, into jail. Like, that's when you know you got it rough. Right. But I just had a, a memory of, oh, my God, there was a night when I was partying at Penn State and I hung out with Andy Reid's son. Like, I had totally forgotten about it. Oh, wow. But yeah, I was just hanging out, drinking a beer, and then I had a flashback to hanging out in this dorm room, and there was this fat, red-headed kid in the corner <laughs> who just looked insanely wasted. Like a depressed Ben Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Um, he didn't have those small little glasses, right, but... get him. Uh, he, he was flying a kite with a key. But he... <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly <laughs> flying a kite. Uh, there was a key, but it wasn't attached <laughs> to a kite. Uh, he... He was he was there, and then you know I just remember thinking like, wow, Andy Reid's son is sad. <laughs> and then I totally forgot about it because we didn't really have much of a conversation. But it was it was just a um, you left a mark. Yeah, it was just a weird incident, if you will. Well, uh, speaking of football, the um, man, this uh, we were touching on it last week when uh, Ralph Garman came in. Actually, I don't know if we were touching on it. I just made an effort to crowbar it in. <laughs> but. Um, uh, Giants star Michael Strahan. He's not only a star on the field, but now he's a star on the screen, Logan. That's right. He is a star <laughs> of Fox's new sitcom, Brothers. It's wow. a uh, very interesting sitcom where... Guess, guess what uh, Michael Strahan plays? Michael Strahan? Wacky dad. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't play the wacky dad. That might actually work. Yeah. No, he plays Michael Joyner, which if you're going to call him Michael and have him be an ex-NFL player, why not just have him called Michael Strahan? Well, I don't know. It's some it's some diluted premise where, uh, you know, oh, okay, he, he loses everything, but somehow all he has is a sports bar, and he has a brother who's in a wheelchair, and, man, <sighs> You know, I have never laughed at something so hard, or at least that I can remember in a long time. So I pulled a clip. Of, this is the first scene of the episode I watched. Uh, Mike Tyson makes a poignant cameo in this episode. Nice. So uh, here, here you go. Brothers. Uh, Friday nights, 8 o'clock on Fox. Like they even got, like, they even, they missed no sitcom uh, you know, hackneyed premise. Like, okay, we gotta have the uh, funky. This is brothers, and well, they spell it B-R-O-T-H-E-R-S. I, I feel like they could have went T-H-A-S, but all right, here you go. You got even got the. Mike Trainer. Hey. Mike Trainer is Mike Strahan. Okay. Um, and that was Mike Tyson. Uh, you know, I guess he was angry. I don't know. Mike Tyson <laughs> is not. He's he's great at uh. Great at showing emotion, but not when he's acting. Yo, man. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Where's my 
money. Oh, that's right. I do owe you some money. <laughs> oh, that's right, champ. I do owe you some money. <laughs> hey, you owe me five thousand dollars, and the whole world knows you're broke. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, all right. Mike wants his money, but uh, Mike Tra- uh, Mike Joiner or whatever M- Michael Strahan's character. <laughs> I mean, God, there's three Michaels in this thing. It's confusing. <laughs> he doesn't have any money, so Mike Tyson, he's just gonna tar- start taking stuff from the restaurant. First off, he goes, give me some hot wings, give me some ashtrays. But it totally sounds like he's saying ashtrays. <laughs> so he goes, matter of fact, I'll take the steak. And there's, a, of course, like a like a pudgy white guy about to bite into this 96-ounce T-bone. And Mike Tyson just grabs it and rips it up. And the rest oh of the scene, he's just holding the steak. And the guy doesn't say anything. Like, I realize it's a cameo and this uh, basically extra guy isn't going to have any lines. But let's at least bring some reality into it. If you're in a sports bar and Mike Tyson walks in, you're going to at least kind of glance at Mike Tyson. Right. Or if he steals your steak, you might make eye contact or with him. Or just grab your wife and get the hell out of there. <laughs> You'll do something. Yeah. That's what he's asking. He's asking the guy in the wheelchair <laughs> who just rolled into the scene, do you have any money on you? Um, you broke only $5,000. have any money on you? Hell no, I got $5,000. Okay, listen to that gut-busting laugh, laughter. Yeah. He asks, do you have any money on him? Because his brother owes him five grand. And listen oh, to the reaction. Do you have any money on you? Hell no, I got $5,000. Hell no. <laughs> Alright, sorry, you might have missed that. He asked him he asked him how much is your chair worth? Meaning uh your wheelchair. Ten thousand dollar wheelchair. It's a standard wheelchair. I bet I know where this goes. (laughs) Casey, why are you ruining it? Okay, so that's basically the end of the scene. Then, of course, we uh, cut back to uh, them sitting together, but you don't see where the wheelchair is. Time to go home. (laughs) (laughs) That gut-busting laughter you hear the audience is when he picks up his handicapped brother and carries him out of the bar. Because he has... (laughs) You're getting me another chair. That's got to be the saddest start to a sitcom of all time. Mike Tyson comes in and steals a... Handicapped guy's wheelchair. Ah! Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm laughing too hard. Ah! <laughs> Poor Mike Tyson. Like, he doesn't have enough negative publicity. He's got to do a sitcom cameo where he steals a guy's wheelchair. And what, I mean, th- there's so many. To logic- be fair, guys, did you hear the way that guy said hell no? <laughs> no, yeah, no. He said, like, I, hell no. no. That guy's actually all right, down. I think. No, no, the, the weird thing is. That guy isn't a bad actor. Yeah. It's just like he's not acting in the same show right. as the rest of the people. Carl Weathers is the dad, but it's like he, you don't believe that he's related to Michael Strahan at all. Right. Yeah, I just can't wait till they start crowbarring the Fox, uh, the Fox pregame guys. Oh, what do, do you mean? Do, you yeah, mean cameos. last weekend when Terry Bradshaw made a cameo? Did he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Snoop Dogg's made a cameo. Oh. Like, it's just, it's you should just play, pay Ralph Caliendo to do them all. <laughs> yeah, I or know. Frank, Frank Caliendo, I'm sorry. Ralph Caliendo. Wow. Frank Caliendo, man, that guy. Uh, that, that is my favorite uh, Onion article of all time. It was like, Nation's fathers think that Frank Caliendo guy's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Well, uh, while we're while we're on the uh, subject of critiquing television, I don't know if you guys watch the um, divisional playoffs or the, the playoffs baseball at all. Yeah, baseball playoffs. TBS, um, in general, they always pick one show that, like, all right, this is the show we're getting behind, and we're going to promote the hell out of it. Right. You know, a couple of years ago, it was a Frank Caliendo show like we are talking about, or, uh, you know, House of Pain, something like that. Right. This year, it's a new show. I need to know if you're serious about a cabinet position for me, because I have an opportunity. That's George Lopez. To do a talk show. What kind of talk show? Uh, it would be a late-night talk show. Could you offer me a position like Secretary of State, Ambassador? To- That's uh, Barack Obama. I don't know if you... No, but he's actually the president of our country, and he's doing a promo for TBS for George Lopez's late night show. What the hell has gone wrong with this country? If you're going to do a promo for a goddamn show, you do a network show promo. I would have less of a hard – I would be less annoyed if you at least least do a network. Who's Barack Obama's agent? Who's clearing – like, oh, yeah, he really really owes – George Lopez a lot of favors. Sixty-seven percent of Latinos voted for Barack Obama. They like him. You know something where I could wear a badge? No, George, uh, you need to change late night. Get it? Change? Cause that's the. Oh wait, don't you think it's a little early to parody yourself? You're 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 ten months into your 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 tenure as supposedly bringing all this change, and then you're already going to make fun of it? Like, uh, hey, remember, uh, hey, George Lopez, remember that that idea I sold everyone on in America where I was going to change stuff? Well, uh, yeah, why don't, why don't you change late night? Uh, it's a big That's joke. Change, I believe TBS presents wow. late night, late Now, this is, this is the change. See, when I voted for Barack Obama, I thought he might change some things. You know, health care, get us out of... War in Iraq, war in Afghanistan. Oh, he closed Guantanamo Bay. Well, he didn't actually close Guantanamo Bay. He said he was going to close it, and now we're still the Guantanamo Bay is still open, but he has brought change. I didn't realize he was going to change the TBS lineup to include. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, we have. Do we really have to throw in another Barack Obama joke in here? Oh okay. Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, I can't I can't believe. Oh, I Obama get it. Obama was on that commercial with I, that There joke. should really be a rule if you have a Nobel Peace Prize, you have to at least the show's got to have an Emmy before you go on and do, you know. I mean that's that is pretty right. crazy. A now, TBS show that's going to fail. That he's promoing. <laughs> he's not even on the show. Right. All right. If if you told me, "Hey, Barack Obama, he's going to do a talk show." Right. He he has a message. He wants to go. He wants to connect with the American people. He wants to he wants to get a grassroots campaign going. Okay, fine. You want to talk to the people. You go on Jay Leno. You go on David Letterman. Fine. Millions of people watch that show. No one watches the George Lopez show because the show isn't even out yet. You're promoing <laughs> a show that doesn't exist. Wow. That is pretty – I've never heard that or seen that yet, but uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what. It will make me change the channel. Oh! oh they should have used that change. That was the change they should have used. See? <laughs> no, but I mean, you you made a, a joke there as like, oh hey, that's a stupid joke, but that's just that's what that's the earnest joke that they sold in the promo. Yeah, that that is definitely surprising. They, I guess they must be friends or something. I mean, there's got to be some kind of. No, uh, I mean he campaigned for him, but plenty right. of stars did. Yeah. All yeah, right, I real I realized you had to you had to do some favors. <laughs> right. To get to, all right. I didn't realize George Lopez was on the list that we have to pay back. <laughs> yeah, he's really. Okay, really I paying just, back everybody. Maybe do some fundraisers, all right? <laughs> Whatever. Get him to be a guest on the show, maybe. You know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, come on, man. I I told I, people I was gonna vote for you. How do you write that off? Like, oh yeah, I just um, 
yeah, you know, I just wanted to get my message out of, of change. And, like, I wanted to get my message out that George Lopez had a new talk show coming out on TBS. I mean, no wonder – I'm annoyed, but, you know, no wonder, like, the conservative right, right just, like, rallies around this stuff of, like, oh, he's a star fucker and, uh, you know. Well, yeah, if you're going to do George yeah, yeah. Lopez promos. Yeah, if someone, got, someone on his staff had to gotten fired over. I mean, I guess the only thing that he could try to justify <laughs> is that it's a World Series commercial, or I mean, for the playoffs or something. I mean, I, I can't... Why not throw out the first pitch? Yeah, I know. And then say, check out George Lopez. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. He starts well, putting, on his face. putting plugs in the state of the why does he? Why does he wear a George Lopez t-shirt? Well, that's true. When his state of address, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, really. I mean, it, what it is, is... The, the annoying part here is, as a president and as the mouthpiece for the nation and for the, you know, you're, you're our guy to send around the world. You're our right. guy. You're, 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 you're the face of the nation. You're the face of the country. Sure. You know, why did everyone hate Bush? Because, you know, he lied and he, he lost credibility internationally. Right. He didn't represent us, yeah. our face well. But it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna try to win me over to watch George Lopez, why would I? It just I feel like it hurts your credibility on so many other issues. And yeah, I understand you're president, you have a sense of humor. But that means if you've ever been on a shoot to shoot anything, even that 30 second promo, that's a four. That's got to yeah. be a three hour day. Right. I guess the one thing you could give him credit for is because he did do the commercial before the show came out. He doesn't know how bad it's probably gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> well, see that even then though, I feel like if if Barack Obama can't look at George Lopez's act and see that right. his 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 late night show is gonna be a train wreck on TBS <laughs> once a week on Saturdays, if he doesn't have the foresight to see that coming, then we are fucked as a nation. How's he gonna work crazy grandma stories into every interview? Oh uh, man, my grandma. <laughs> we used to have rats running through the kitchen. <laughs> See my grandma run after those rats. <laughs> that would be funny if he had him on as a guest, and then George Lopez just kind of was trying to interview Barack, but then ended up just doing panel by himself, like just kind of crowbarring all his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, Barack. Yeah, that healthcare. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, my Mexican family and their <laughs> take on healthcare. Yeah, they're like, Yo, Holmes. My healthcare is, uh, you know, um, I don't know. Loco. <laughs> <laughs> El pollo loco, man. And uh, what's that? Lime-flavored Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> or what are those? Lime-flavored Cheetos? Limon-flavored Cheetos, man. That's <laughs> a good George Lopez you do. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that. Well, it's not the most accurate. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I love how he just, he does that. No, George. Like, <laughs> right, like he's offended. <laughs> what are you, Costello and Abbott? You're the straight man in this, in this comedy act? What the fuck, man? Maybe he's oh. setting up a career afterwards. I mean, he's you only get to be president for eight yeah, years. Yeah, right. That's that's what he has to worry about and is then. his popular. <laughs> he's the most popular guy in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you? Oh yeah, maybe he'll get a few more friends on Facebook. They see this TBS promo. Yeah, imagine the fucking coup for the George Lopez show. Like going like you got to figure they had other people. Like okay, if this person says no, then we go to this. Who's person. yeah? Who's next on his list? <laughs> like uh, all right, if, you know, I, I don't even know. If he can't do it, then uh, we'll see if Trent Lott's available. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Let's yeah, what other politician? I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's probably. All true. right, throw, fine. Arnold, do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Because you, you were you were an entertainer before you got into politics. I'll give you more slack. Right. Plus, he's not the president. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, there's that. I mean, as much as you'd like to be. Hard job, right. I under I, the president. I understand <laughs> the president's like, oh, okay, he still leads a normal life or whatever. Fine. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, we're in a time of crisis. Act like you're getting a business at least. <laughs> 
God damn. Tell you what, I never read the news, but I did see, I don't know if you guys saw this, that uh, Maria Shriver, that's uh, Arnold Schreiber's oh, yeah, 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 wife, yeah. right? She's been either cited, was it cited twice in the past couple months for uh, um, talking on her cell phone while driving a vehicle? Yeah, and she got twice. Uh, yeah, because... A lot that he wrote into the books. Yeah, the California law with the cell phones, which is pretty insane, because even if you get caught, it's only like a warning first, then $20 fine. Right. No one's going to take it seriously. I've seen multiple cops... Uh, you know, talking on their cell phones while driving. It's just like, all right, obviously no one takes this law seriously, but California, oh, this is legislature we're going to get on. We're going to pass this. Meanwhile, the, the financial budget is deadlocked for like days on end. Right. We can't figure that out, but IOUs. no, let's, yeah, let's get this uh, taken care of. Jesus Christ. Speaking <laughs> of business, Casey, I wanted to touch on this. We, uh, we uh, work our day job together and it's right around the... Uh, <clears throat> the Hollywood area right outside Grauman's Chinese Theater. And if you've never been to L.A. or uh, been to that part of Hollywood, a bunch of Hollywood characters dress up. And I'll use the word characters loosely because it's a collection of homeless people, people with mental illness who dress up in these random costumes, and then basically they kind of hustle tourists. You know, it's like, hey, let me... Hey, I'm uh, I'm Yoda, and uh, yeah, let me get in your picture here. You know, they basically just totally pressure all these tourists into giving them dollar here, dollar there. It's just really, it's really just uh, scuzzy. I mean, Hollywood in itself, if you <clears throat> haven't been, is is scuzzy is a good way to term it. It's kind of a gross place, all in all. But this is like, we're the professionals. These, this is where <laughs> if you're if you're surviving on the grind in Hollywood, this is where you have to go to just. Literally, the guys who are homeless yep. go there. They have the rollaway luggage. They change in their costume. They hustle up eighty dollars off these tourists. It's just like, it's you know, usually it's like hot down there, and they're just sweating in their gross masks. And they kind of half-ass it, like they have to take their masks off and they just have a smoke in front of some kid. Yeah, like... they they don't care at all about staying in character. There's <laughs> there's like you know Michael Jackson who the Michael Jackson character had some plastic surgery done and it looked insanely there's awful. There's now three Michael Jacksons. There's yeah, there, there's, a smart there's one always came. A, there's always turf wars and stuff. I pulled this clip uh, off the internet. This is this is a uh, Batman and Spider Man guys dressed up as Batman and Spider Man. They start I guess like a homeless guy came and stole their tip jar or something and then they uh, they just start giving it to him. They start literally a beatdown on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> that is possibly the funniest quote I've heard all time. The, I, they've That's had enough. enough. <laughs> I knew Batman was a dark guy, but I didn't realize. <laughs> I don't. I think that's the first time that's ever been said. That's enough, Batman. The police are on their way. Is it Batman the guy you bring in when the police aren't doing their job? Batman. Batman. <laughs> There's a kid. The kid holding the camera is really enjoying this. <laughs> They're literally just hitting this guy in the head, beating the crap out of him. Oh, I don't know, you kind of caught that in the end there. I'll, I'll try to play it again, but uh, this is a little kid uh, losing faith in humanity. He's just saying, why did Spider-Man do that? Oh, man. Yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, this is, I was talking to Sean about this earlier today, but I don't have uh, very many pet peeves. I'm a pretty easygoing <clears throat> guy. These guys 
piss me off more than anything. I think part of it's just the the idea of it. They they, they take a picture with tourists and then like kind of <clears throat> strong arm them for money. And any job where you have to like I don't know. I couldn't even really do like telemarketing or anything. Right. It's, I mean, it is awkward and just kind of gross. Plus they're in not itself. wearing. It's not like they. Some of them put work into the costume, but some of them are wearing like a Halloween spider costume. Oh yeah, there were some hilarious oh, ones some. today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Which, but, by the way, did you remember Sean when we went out on the street and uh, yeah, no, when we did those the, people? Yeah, you can look it up Spider-Man on Spider-Man uh, was like, "What TV show are you on?" <laughs> oh, it's on, uh, it's on this website. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, no, that that was, and he was like up on a ledge, like <laughs> that was the uh, that was the greatest thing of all time. Um, yeah, I was going around interviewing some of these characters. You can look it up on uh, YouTube, and um, yeah, I was going around, at, you know. Checking out these characters, doing man on the street. There's a there's a Spider Man who was Spanish. He was hilarious. I was like, Hey, are you a big fan of my show? Yes. Who's your Who's your favorite guy in the show? Uh, what? I got Who's your favorite guy in the show? And you say Logan. Who's your favorite guy in the show? Logan. <laughs> and why do you like Logan? Uh, cause he do the funny thing. Yeah. Oh, he laughed too. And He's then like, I was like, oh, I was like, crazy. do you like Casey? And I start shaking my head no. And he goes, no, no, <laughs> me gusta Casey. Another reason why I hate those assholes. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, there was the one Spider-Man who I asked to be on the show, and I was like, yeah, it's a web internet talk show. And he's like, what network does it air on? I was like, no, it doesn't air on a network. And he goes, no, I'm good. And he's just hanging, <laughs> literally hanging on construction scaffolding, trying to hustle tourists out of a couple bucks, and he's too good for me. That's why I, no one's too good for me, Logan. <laughs> so I just hate it. it. It seems like they're rewarded for like craziness and for just being ah just just gross people. It's like it's like the worst part of why I stopped watching most reality shows too. It's like we're rewarding people who are mentally unstable or like you just messed up on drugs or whatever it is. And these guys like there's a documentary that I'm really interested to see about these guys because I'm I love documentaries. Yeah, there's a documentary. But there's like a part of me that I'm like. Even though it's already been made and it's already happened, I just know that by watching that it validates these guys. And they're like, "Oh, I'm a movie star. I was in a movie. Like yeah. my life, this does work. I should keep doing this." And oh man, I can't stand it at all. All right, well, uh, we're gonna talk about Amazon real quick. Uh, Amazon.com. They, uh, I mean, you guys know Amazon, right, Logan? What don't they Never have on Amazon? CDs, books, DVDs. They got Kindle. They got everything, man. Kindle. Yeah, have you? Do you have a Kindle, Logan? I don't think I know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's like the electronic book reading device. Oh. Yeah, you can get that. They have that on special. You also, uh, basically any uh, any CD you want, MP3s, stuff like that. Um, you can just go on Amazon instead of going on iTunes. You go on Amazon. You're gonna save some money. It's cheaper than iTunes. Plus, they don't have all that uh, copyright uh, crazy stuff like the right protected. You got, uh, let's see, what's some books? Oh, Tracy Morgan's got a book coming out. It's hilarious already. I've heard some excerpts. Shit's on uh, Sherry O'Terry and Chris Catan. So right there, you want to get that book. <laughs> the Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons, that's coming out. Make sure you check that out. And uh, the way you do it is you just go to SeanTGreen.com, uh, <clears throat> click the Amazon link, and, uh, yeah, and then whatever you buy at Amazon will count towards the green room. All right, well, we're... Uh, we're back here doing the regular part of the show, not the commercial program. And I would like to welcome uh, the guest of the show, Sergio Silly, everyone. Sergio, thanks for coming on, man. It's chilly. Chilly. I'm sorry. In <laughs> so the way over, I was thinking, I wonder if he'll get my name right. And I, I thought, yes. <laughs> well, uh, Kay, you know, I guess Casey and I should have went over that at some point. <laughs> it's okay, though. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, Let's do it over, right? Sp- 
Okay, uh, well, uh, we're back here in the green room. I'm your host, Sean Green. I'd like to welcome from Infomania on Current TV, Sergio Chili, everyone. Sergio Chili. It's silly. Silly. Oh, okay. <laughs> silly. Like Cilia. Like Cilia in science class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, well, how's it going? Great, man. Uh, thanks for being on the program. Thank you for having me. So, uh, man, where to start? First off, you're a uh, Dodgers fan, right? Yeah. Man, what uh, what happened there? Um, I don't know because I didn't watch yesterday because I, I had a feeling after the heartbreaking loss. Yeah, I noticed that with the Dodgers fans. Didn't even they see don't. jerseys out. I had a hat uh, on yesterday. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, so yeah. you're still you're still kind of uh, kind of holding on to a thread there. Now, what's your take on uh, what's your take on Manny? Um, I'm okay with him. I mean, I don't I don't feel like he's any different than any other baseball player that juices. Yeah, no, I mean, I got no problem with Manny. I like I. Like I, I guess I'm a Phillies fan. I also root for the Dodgers a lot. Um, I was kind of torn in this series, but you know, I I don't understand why people hate on Manny because they're like, oh, he he acts like he doesn't care. Like for me, that's what it attracts me to, to him as a player. Like, oh my God, look at this. He he's literally striking out and he's making thirty million dollars a year. He doesn't care at all. This guy is great. You're like a, like an insecure girl. You like like the guy that doesn't. Right. It's like he doesn't he doesn't even need my attention. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need me to buy the he dreadlock. Need me to be a fan. He doesn't need me so to buy the dreadlock though. wig, but I'll do it anyway. I got on board with Manny when I think it was like two seasons ago when he first came over <laughs> to L.A. or something. He was on a random like Craigslist ad standing next to some guy's grill, <laughs> trying to help him, <laughs> trying to help him get more money for it. Like, how could you, how could you not get behind a guy? It wasn't his grill. It was just like one of it, some guy. And was just like, hey, yeah, probably like some on the street. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey man, will you take a picture of me? He's like, I don't give a, I don't give a crap. <laughs> yeah, you can swear. Yeah, Shit. you can swear. It's yeah. the internet. Oh, cool. Now, uh, so Sergio, how long you uh, were you a Los Angeles native? Did you grow up out here? No, I didn't. I actually was born in New York City, but uh, moved there when I was four to Atlanta, Georgia, where I spent my formative years, um, and then moved to Colorado with my parents uh, when I was 15. All right, so, so I'm from America. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're from the heartland, mm-hmm. all over America, all, all over. over this great country. So, 15 years old, Denver. Um, Steamboat. Steamboat Springs, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Great town. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're out there in Colorado growing up. Now, uh, where do you end up going for college? Ithaca College in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Ithaca College. Now, you studied television out there. What did you get into up in Ithaca? Uh, yeah, I did. I was a, I was a uh, cinema photography major. Uh, okay. They have a good good communication school. Now, going into college, did you have an idea of like, hey, I want to get into comedy. I want to be on television. Or what was your... What was your genesis to come out to L.A.? When did you decide? Was it right after graduation you decided, like, hey, I got to I gotta go pursue this career in television. I'm going to head out to L.A.? Um, I think I knew. No, I definitely knew uh, pretty early on. Not necessarily comedy. I just, like, always was putting on, you know, making videos with my brother when I was a kid and always. Now, wait, uh, videos with your brother as a kid, like, what kind, just home videos that yeah. you kind of turn into sketches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like reoccurring characters and now what and were bits. some of your reoccurring characters? Uh, there was Mr. Cool. <laughs> Mr. Cool. Who played right. that? You were the brother. Um, I I wasn't. Uh, it was me. Uh, and his arch nemesis was Mr. Nerd. Uh oh, of course, Mr. Nerd. Yeah. Screwing the whole thing up. Now was that played by your brother, Mr. Nerd? No, I was Mr. Nerd too. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was uh, trick photography. Yeah. All right. You're like young Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, we, Casey and I last night were watching a special on Monty Python, and I remember I did a I did a like a project as a kid on Monty Python, and at the end of the project, 
um, you know, like studying about Monty Python. I made my own Monty Python skit with my buddy, and my character was the devil dentist. He was a guy who went around giving unnecessary root canals to people. Oh, wow. And the, the video was just me running up with pliers into my buddy's mouth and just blood everywhere. <laughs> and I just remember the teacher watching it going, all right. That's <laughs> well, awesome. that's an interesting take on the character. <laughs> my brother actually taught me something pretty cool early on. He used to, rather than write reports for English class, he'd do videos. Um, and get like A pluses every single time because this was like before. Oh yeah, there was a day when anything you did multimedia, they're like, wow, he's yeah. thinking outside of the box. So we I wouldn't, totally did we that wouldn't read the book. School. We'd just no. do these videos, and uh, and yeah, we had some reoccurring characters. We had the ninja nuns who were uh, nuns who were also great at ninja. See, alliteration definitely plays yeah. into these characters. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff. All right, so you're uh, you go to school in Ithaca, study uh, film, television. Now, when you, do you say you came out to LA? How long you been out here? Uh, since 2002. All right, and now you arrive in L.A., what's your first move? Do you start getting into sketches? Do you study improv? No. No, I didn't do any of that, actually, for a while. I didn't really uh, I didn't really know what to do. I, I didn't have any contacts or anything. Um, so I, I got into extra work because it was just like you didn't need any qualifications. Oh, yeah, I've been there, man. Um, and I did that for about a year-ish because uh, I was trying to get, like, PA work. Um and so yeah, I, was, I, I didn't even really want to like be performing or anything. I, I always thought I'd be behind the camera more. Um, so yeah, I, I did a lot of extra work and ended up on like Bruce Almighty. I was Gilmore Girls a lot. Nice. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, <laughs> what? Am I the only one who noticed he's dreamy? <laughs> we had a yeah. I, was, I had like a calling cert, like a like a extra agent, whatever those guys were called. They like would book you and then call you. You, you give them like fifty bucks a month. Um, yeah, so like I didn't really, I don't know why I didn't take comedy very seriously for a very long time. I just like made my friends laugh, and that was the end of it. So yeah, when did you just so you start doing the uh, extra thing, and then you start writing scripts? When's your when do you get more serious about a career in show business, or what's your what was your when you came out here? What was your dream? Did you have a dream, or you just figured, hey, L.A. is where TV and film work is. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna try to get. Did you were you writing? Were you interested in directing? Yeah, I was always writing. Um, I mean, I even I wrote like a screenplay play in college, and uh, so I was always writing. I was very shy though, so I didn't shy. I just had all this like backlog of stuff that I just didn't show anyone. So I was always writing stuff, and I didn't really know anyone to like be in the stuff I wrote. So it was just like basically for me. And now I've actually, I've actually even like rehashed old ideas. Um, so uh, what was the question? <laughs> oh no, I was just saying like I forgot. What was your dream when you came oh, out to yeah, LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're in Ithaca, you studied TV to, and film. I basically wanted to be Woody Allen. Alright, so you wanted to be a not tour. You wanted to yeah. you wanted to kinda of have your your own flavor on a movie from writing it to directing it to maybe making a couple cameos in it. Yeah. I uh, always thought like, oh I'll I'll like I could be in something that I wrote for myself, which I still feel like pretty much like that. Uh, most of the stuff I've done I, I write for myself. And um, it's just easier that way because I know what I can do. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to make movies and write. I mean, I haven't made any big, I haven't made any features yet, but doing videos and doing the show on Current is. Um, so yeah, no, really your fun. show on Current. How did that come about? Um, Infomania is a show on Current TV. It's been around for about two years now, um, and it kind of had like a daily show type format. Still does, um, and it's basically just um, you know a week's worth of like pop culture, music, internet, like 
things we find that we think are funny and we comment on them and make fun of them and um no so wait like it okay so you're hitting on pop culture stuff like a recent episode what kind of stuff did you guys talk about what'd you get into on the show well i specialize in the music stuff because uh they wanted before it didn't have a music section and um I just knew that they were looking for something in music, so I pitched myself basically as, uh, with actually this other guy that was working at the time, Eric Legend, and we made it, came up with this idea of like a guy that like hates pop music that's forced to review it was basically the pitch to the network. All right. Um, and so that's what I do now. So now, so okay, so now you're, uh, it's what's the Sergio's White, White Hot. Hot Top Five. Mm-hmm. So the premise is you're forced into reviewing these really, uh, you know, the super pop kind of uh, artists and bands, and then, and then you openly hate on them, like you're just you're bitter about it, or do you try to, you like, what's your take on it from? The early, early, early top fives. Actually, the one that never even aired was like the super low energy, like me sitting in a chair being sad about this. That <laughs> didn't air. I didn't. Okay. didn't play. We Som- thought somber morose doesn't play <laughs> well on camera. Like, it, it, it seriously sounded exactly like this. It was like, hey, how's it going? I'm Sergio. <laughs> and um, that didn't that didn't sell. No, that was, the network wasn't buying that. Was, so now what's what's your take now? You just basically now it's more upbeat. It's still the same angle. It's just they were like, you know, you can like be yourself because you're actually really not even like that. And I'm like, oh okay. I was like, I was like more afraid to like be into it. But you can still be into it and like get your opinion across. So um, now it's like I can still openly hate on whatever I want. They're really cool about basically letting me feel however I want to feel about something as long as it's justified. Um, in the beginning, they were definitely nervous about don't just go up there and say something sucks. Like, um, and I and I totally get that. But as like we got a following, we would get like emails that are like that fucking sucks, and like <laughs> we realized that everyone wa- that watched the show like hated the music I was talking about. So then I got to, so now I openly just, like, I don't do it a lot because it's not very creative, but if something really, really sucks, I'll say it. All right, now, what what really, really sucks in pop music lately? Um, trying to think of one, something I actually said really sucks. I think uh, there was one, like, a month ago that was, like, modern rock, and it had, like, you know, like, Nickelback. I don't feel like, there's there's very few people, I don't think it's our audience that, like, likes Nickelback. Like, it's pretty openly sucks. So I definitely said that sucks. It's very open about it. The band itself. They're yeah, just I don't like, even think... Hey, we're open about this. Uh, we're, we suck as a band. I feel like they probably are like pretty aware of what they are, too. I mean, I feel like... I don't know. I like to think that... Now, what's a what's a pop culture, a super poppy song or a super poppy group that, uh, you know, from the first glance, you're like, oh, this has got to suck. But after reviewing it, you kind of had a different take on it. You were like, oh, wow, this is actually pretty good. Uh, well, actually, for the first time ever, not ever, but... Recently, um, it's Miley Cyrus song, Party in the USA. Hell yeah, that's my jam. <laughs> I got. I, I was hoping you'd hit on that. I was hoping that would be the one, because uh, I was. I've just been playing it at night, and Casey was like, "Yeah, Sergio said he like reviewed that song and actually liked it. The hook is there. It's, it's got inch. You know, it just it just sucks you in. Great production. I definitely think that song was written for Kelly Clarkson. Listening to it. I feel like that that song was 100% written for Kelly Clarkson, and for whatever reason, Miley, it is that feels like her wheelhouse, and that's mm. also Sean Green's wheelhouse. So I figure. Well, it's weird. I as a rambler, as <laughs> you know, a man who soaks up the Grateful Dead and real rock and uh, you know, Rolling Stones and stuff like that. That's that's where my wheelhouse is. But I also have this sweet, sensitive spot for 
you know, girl rock anthem songs like <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, Since You've Been Gone, and this Miley Cyrus party in the USA. I mean, yeah, my act, I, I enjoy shitting on the Cyruses, and, you know, I, I like to take that hackneyed approach of making fun of Miley Cyrus, but, God damn it, that song is catchy as hell, and the the rhythm, the bass, it's all there. That What's that instrument? It's like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's some sort <laughs> of cool. a vacuum cleaner going yeah, nor- on. Normally, <laughs> I, uh, normally I'm a head like yeah. I'm so out of the loop. I haven't heard this song yet. Oh, uh, you're missing out, Logan. You gotta, you gotta check it out. Turn on your radio. Yeah. Listen to uh, the Disney Channel My radio. <laughs> so now, what, um, what, what's, what kind of bands have you turned people on to, like from your show that they're like, oh wow, I would have never kind of stumbled upon that. Um, if it hadn't been for your white hot top five, well, it's never it never really goes like that because I only I I really actually have to go to, uh, to lists like published lists like I always go from like Billboard or, or iTunes so it's oh okay always, so you you're you're specifically looking at the top five yeah I can't I mean not to get into like uninteresting things but legally yeah we, let's avoid that <laughs> legally we can't like show we I can't comment on something. Like music, you know, there's all kinds of rights laws, so mm-hmm. it has to be a real list of like the top five things. Oh, okay. Otherwise, it's just like, hey, I want to, I want to shit on this, and like, I'm gonna use your song too for 30 seconds. Now what? Oh yeah, because you can just like a free rights use right. of um, certain popularity or whatever. But uh, now what? What kind of trend or what artist do you despise the most when you look at your top five songs and you see, oh my god, this guy's on it again? Like, what artist right now is just really grinding your gears? Um, I mean, I really, I don't like the Black Eyed Peas a lot. Um, I usually get nervous because sometimes things are so bad that it actually makes it hard to make fun of it because there's, it's there's not an original take on it. It's just stumped. like, how do you, it's how do you, when you go to this sucks? How do you, yeah, how do you crap on a Black Eyed Peas song? I feel like it's been done so much, and now the Black Eyed Peas, it, it's weird. Like, I don't understand how the masses aren't sick of their stuff. You know that direct TV commercial. If I hear that song one more time, I'm gonna kill someone. That meet me halfway at the borderline. It's just so. It's it's played out in a whole nother way. It's such as I actually haven't even paid attention to the song because the, the visuals are so stupid and confusing. Yeah, and, that's, that's like weird. he's on the moon and there's an Carrying elephant. A, yeah, the only thing cool is Jesus. he does have that like where he's pointing out stuff on the map and it's got that little hand with that pointing finger. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I've never, <laughs> I haven't even actually paid attention to it, but I see the vision. I'm like, that can't be the real video, right? That's got is like, is that just? I don't even. It looks know. like a parody of what someone would be parodying, like an expensive exactly. music video. Exactly. Yep. Like, right. We'll get a moon and an elephant <laughs> and you'll be wearing goggles. Yeah. <laughs> It almost seems like a bad, like an Ali G sketch or something. I actually just saw that right before I came over here, looking at your. Uh, Are they sponsored? I think us? your latest oh, man. show. <laughs> no, no, no. You were. Uh, yeah. Well, they probably did, but they probably have something to do with that. Okay, so now besides doing the uh, current TV, the uh, or the Infomania show on current TV, I know you and Casey are in a sketch group together. Cream. How'd yeah. that How'd yeah. that come about? How'd you guys find each other? Was it from doing classes and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I mean, it came from Casey and I and uh, Jacob Womack were all in an improv group together. Um, and Jacob and I, and also Casey and Jacob, were all doing like this weekly thing at Improv Olympic called the Sketch Cage Match, where we just basically put up stuff we'd written that week. And the theater liked the stuff we were doing and eventually offered us a full hour show, which was like daunting. So we're like, yeah, sure. Let's Not, write stuff so we have Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'd all like, um, we'd all like had experience doing it, but never had like put together a show. So 
it's kind of a hit the ground running type thing and that was in January um, and since then we've done tons of videos like 15 videos or something um, they're all on funnierdie.com backslash cream and um, we've done like four or five shows yeah right? four so. or five live shows we have one on Monday actually uh, at, at IO so what's your worst experience from a live show give me <laughs> give me like what was the worst moment so far of the sketch group um, I know for well for me personally we, there was one show that we I'd say rushed a little bit maybe didn't spe- didn't spend as much time advertising trying to get butts and seats we're kind of at that point where we're just like ah oh, you know we've been putting up enough funny stuff we can we can suck a laugh out of anything and uh, and then I, I went out to do this first sketch that uh, <laughs> for whatever reason the crowd wasn't really responding to and there weren't that many people to be a crowd. And I just remember walking backstage after doing it <laughs> and just turned up and go, they did not like me. <laughs> was that the Columbine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, some, yeah, it was a, it was, I mean, I don't know. It was, it, but other than that, there really hasn't been too many, too many bad times. It's been a lot of fun and, um, yeah. It's a, yeah, I don't have like a, a real horror story at all. I mean, um. Well, that's I good. Been, I guess you shouldn't have horror stories. Right. Sergio, Chili. <laughs> From uh, Infomania, and now where can people check you out besides uh, Current TV, Infomania? What else? Uh, where can people check you out? Uh, we well, yeah, like I said, um, uh, I got Twitter. Yeah. All right. You can do twitter.com backslash Sergio Chili, and my last name is spelled C I L L I. Um, and you know, like I said, we put up videos very, very frequently. We're actually going to be putting up. Uh, Two new sketch videos in the next two weeks on funnierdiet.com backslash cream. Um, and one last thing, if you're on Facebook, uh, listening to this live right now, you can go to the Funnier Die fan page. There's a poll on there. One of our videos is up for it. Casey has a parody of the Geico ad that's very funny and worth voting for. Casey, yeah. where can people check you out? Uh, same place, like cream. Uh, otherwise, I do shows every Thursday if you're in Hollywood at uh, the Crash Bar Improv, crashbarimprov.com. All right, Logan, take us out with a haiku here. All right. Infomania Sounds like a twisted game show But it is not that All right, nice work, Logan Thanks All right, Uh, thank you everyone for listening to the program (laughs) The uh, Green Loom is live every Thursday, 8 o'clock, LA Talk Radio The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Oh, whoops. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com. And make sure to check out LegalZoom.com for all of your self-help legal needs. Referral code GREEN for The Green Room discount.